Welcome to Powerful Journeys Outdoors in Nature, where we come together as a tribe and sit around the fire and share stories, powerful stories that happened for us and to us. And the, the integration we take from those journeys, the excitement we felt, the fear we felt and the wisdom that we come away with that we want to share with our other tribe members and to be seen in that story and to be heard and to feel connected because, you know, we're all in this together. So enjoy the story from one of the people who have powerfully journeyed outdoors in nature. Hi. Thanks for showing up. On today's episode of Powerful Journeys in Nature, we've got a little surprise for you. My name's Gemma, and you might remember me from such (laughs) podcasts as The Mighty Madawaska. Today's guest on the podcast (laughs) is our friend Tegan. Hi, Tegan. Hi, Gemma. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, Tegan, today on on Powerful Journeys in Nature, we Mm. like to begin our podcast by asking people to introduce their body and their soul. Mm. So their body being, maybe you could clarify for us. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess it's a good lead in. I, as you might remember me from, I am actually the host of this podcast and I've been lucky enough to interview other people. And for some reason, I kind of felt really drawn to tell I guess a bit of my story because I very rarely talk much about me well I figure if I'm doing the podcast right I don't talk much about me but mainly hear about other people but it could kind of be interesting I guess to hear a bit more about me and kind of contextualize it so the first question I love to ask people is to introduce their body and their soul I guess even um why I chose to do that um I guess I'm quite spiritual and (laughs) Like, our body is, like, I like it when people call them, like, their meat sacks. Like, you're a soul in this, like, meat sack. Yet, you know, everyone is so different and every body shape is so different. And I think it dictates so much of your life and, you know, you hold so many experiences in your body. Uh, So, my body currently is 32, just. I turned 32 last week. Uh, And my soul, uh, oh, my soul as in what stage of life I'm in. Stage of life you're in and also what lights you up. What like <laughs> what brings you joy, perhaps? Gemma's like a little bit of a trainee. <laughs> um, so, what 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 lights me up first? Yeah. Okay. Good. What lights me up? Um, I think we were just joking before that rollerblading really lights mm-hmm. me up. Yeah. Uh, doing watercolors, asking the question why. Mm-hmm. Uh, going in the ocean, paddling, but m- more than anything, I think when. Um, when I just get to talk to people, I think when I get to connect with people, I guess, and I really love to understand people's workings of their mind and their emotions, and I, I guess that's why I love doing the podcast, because I get to ask whatever <laughs> I want. It's like the podcast is the perfect platform for you, then. Correct. And people usually feel so, like, deer in the headlights, they have to answer the question, mm-hmm. and I really value that. <laughs> um, and the stage of life that I'm in currently... I really tried not to preempt these questions. <laughs> so stage of life, uh, the first thing that kind of came to mind was like self-mastery. Like I'm really mm. trying to look at my life with 
consciousness and how I created and what I want to invite in and what cycles that I'd like to continue, what I'd like to end. And really, you know, if we do create our own lives, what it is that I would like to create and what I think I can even create. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, I'm just trying to follow what feels good. So I think that I try and construct most of my life out of what feels good and give myself permission to do those things. Yeah, that sounds great. And is there particular things that are feeling really good for you lately, like in the last week or month? Mm, I just started uni. Mm -hmm. So that was, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I'm doing a Bachelor of Health Science in Acupuncture. And so far, the subjects that I'm studying, I'm really like enthralled. Like I love learning about the history of natural medicine and shamanism and the indigenous kind of uh, healing methods. And I'm just like, that's so cool. (laughs) And so that doing the uni front and even kind of just being forced to read different things. You know how you kind of get stuck doing reading the same kind of books or doing the same kind of activities. I think that's taken me out of that. Um, and probably the other day when we went to the roller skating rink <laughs> and we uh, went rollerblading and roller skating, there's, there's a little kid in me that just comes alive and I love trying to like learn different different skills it really I find it very humbling when I fall on the ground just as much as a small kid or another adult just really trying to come into my body and try making new neural pathways I guess and new Mm. ways that my body moves so that but it excites me yeah Mm -hmm. yes if anyone hasn't been to the roller skating rink and they used to go as a child we can highly (laughs) recommend it initially I thought two hours of roller skating around in the same space would would be a bit too long as an adult but turns out it's not it's mm. actually really fantastic so. and it's exactly the same like you play the same games you go around yeah. you dance you do the macarena <laughs> you play tiggy kind of thing you like win a was, lollipop you win a lollipop like it was yeah yeah nostalgic I yeah, think is nostalgic, the word. yeah. Yes. can highly recommend yeah and i only feel like it once yeah it's and a half yeah <laughs> good one um so taking the purpose of this whole conversation mm. is for you to talk to us about a powerful journey in nature that you have had. What would you say is your most powerful journey in nature? It's a really tough question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like now, upon reflection, <laughs> like I'm glad I let people know that that's the question I'm going to ask because they're like, how do I pick? And I was kind of the same because it really is like, what is it that's powerful, I guess, you know? I feel like listing them to like be like a notches on the belt. Like these are the cool things I've done. Like I've done lots of great walks. Uh, I did a portion of the Bicentennial National Trail, which really felt like a bit of a rite of passage for me. Mm-hmm. But as I've said to you before, I think one uh, the one I choose to share, and I'm not even sure why entirely I want to share it, but uh, was when just the maybe a couple of months ago it was still winter I live at Cabba which is so beautiful and in winter as you know the beach is just like you have it all to yourself Mm. and the water feels a bit warmer and the um the current is a bit gentler it's just really really lovely and I remember going down with a friend with Laura to the beach and we took Django so we went down to the beach just our local takes like five minutes to walk there Mm -hmm. and there was kind of like a what do you call like a dump wave like you know how it's like Like a shore shore dumping yeah there was just like one one row of wave kind of thing and then once you get up past that it was like oh look there are dolphins like we were just walking along and there (laughs) were dolphins and I was like oh that's cool and the tide was quite low so we had to walk quite far on the beach and it was just like, oh, we get to see dolphins like mm. occasionally and like whales and I feel very grateful for that. And so 
I stripped down and I kind of went past the first, the break, like just got past it. It was a little bit yucky. And then I had realized that when we went out, like the dolphins were still there. (laughs) And then I kind of went out and it's so nice and calm. Like once you get past the set of waves and I'm kind of just swimming around. And before I knew it, they were like literally within a couple of meters. And we realized (laughs) there was not one, but two, but three and a baby. And I think Mm. that there might've been about six of them all together. Wow. And we were swimming just around and really, I was really conscious of just being playful because I was like, if everything is like a vibration, like if, Mm. you know, uh, I mean, animals, I believe would be incredibly intuitive and I don't want to be like, oh, I want to see the dolphin. I want to see the dolphin (laughs) because I feel like that not only scares people away, but like animals too, (laughs) having that needy kind of energy. So I really was just trying to have a playful energy and I was even like playing and I just noticed that they just stayed with us within a couple of meters and would kind of swim around us. Mm. And I just remember looking at Laura just being like, what the, like, (laughs) is this, like, is this actually happening? Like there are dolphins here, right? (laughs) And at this point, Django's on the shore dead to me. Like I was like so (laughs) engulfed in the ocean. I was like, I don't know where he's gone. And we were swimming with them maybe for like 10 minutes, I reckon. And they kind of went away and came back again. And one of the incredible things was you could hear them talking to each other, like, Um, but even when you had your head just above the water you could still hear them like Mm. and then when you put your head underneath and it was actually kind of a bit murky the water I remember but I remember diving down and I could see one of them like under the water as well and I just remember like having like roly-polies like just playing and rolling and diving and and then they kind of ended up going further north um, away from us and I ended up swimming back uh, out of the water and I just kind of like got out of the water. I was just like, I I can't believe. I just felt like I had a grin, I reckon, from ear to ear. It was just one of the most amazing things. And I think, I mean, I've, when I was 18, I swam with seals at SeaWorld. Mm. I mean, I've completely boycotted zoos and stuff now and I definitely would not do that experience again. But I guess I kind of had that idea that whenever you have an interaction with an animal, it's like, you know, you can pet a koala, you know, at the Australia Zoo. Mm. You know, you kind of get up close, and but it's usually within the context of, I don't know, like a... Like money making uh, yeah. even or like a very sort of fabricated situation. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, totally. <laughs> like the animals don't really seem to have that much of a choice whether they want to be mm. there or not. And just to have had that experience like so close and so I mean I went on a whale watching tour a bit earlier in the season, but even then it was like a boat going to find the whales and they played with us, which was amazing. But there was something like I literally just walked from my house in the morning <laughs> into the ocean, just went swimming with dolphins for 10 minutes and came out. And it was, it, oh, it just, it just really hit me. And I think one of the reasons why it feels like the most powerful is even when we first started living here at Cabba, it was always like this place is so beautiful and so lovely, but I didn't feel it. Mm. There was this part of myself that couldn't feel the amount of joy and beauty that was around me. And I used to like kick myself for that. Like mm. it was... I know this is really nice, but for some reason it's just not, I'm just not receiving it the way that I would like to. And when I got out of the ocean, I feel like I'm getting teary. (laughs) (laughs) When I got out of the ocean that day, it just really resonated. It was just, I felt so grateful of every speck of sand, you know, every little bit of seaweed that was in that water and, and just to even have had someone else to share that with. Mm. And just that, that became one of my stories and even 
as we were walking back, I would just get, it kept being like a reality check. Like, did that happen? Like, I've never been so more in the moment. You know when you're like in the moment because you're like, there's yeah. nowhere else I want to be right now. But right here, yeah. it was one of those. And I picked a shell up off the beach that day as like a reminder. Mm. And now I have it next to my bed. Because just as that like anchored reminder of like, do you remember that day you swam with dolphins? Yeah. They just played. Yeah, so that would probably be one of my most powerful journeys outdoors in nature. <laughs> that sounds very magical. Yeah. And um, it also sounds like you had the full embodied experience and that's what mm. what brought the, the extra layer of gratefulness for mm. the place that you live. Um, so from what you're saying, it seems as though you have a large amount of joy for ocean creatures. Mm. Why do you think that is? Or a connection with them, perhaps? Well, I think in a past lifetime I was a pirate. I really <laughs> like to sail and I also think I'm a mermaid. So I think it's you like got a... the trifecta. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of a combination. There's something that when I... Well, with whales, just the size of them. And they are little eyeballs. Mm. But the size of them just makes me feel very humbled. Have you ever swum with whales? Oh, a whale shark. But that's not a whale. That's a fish. Um, n- no? no? Are you setting me up? No, I? no, no. I was just wondering about the whale sharks, like you, in terms of talking about the size of them. Yeah. Like in the size of the dolphins. Yeah. What, what was that experience like? Well, I guess when I went with the whale shark, it was like on a, once again, there was context. We were on a, like a whale shark tour and we had the gear on and we'd boated out for two hours mm. off the West Australia coast. And everyone was seasick on board mm-hmm. and and because and you have helicopters that are looking for them because mm. they're actually fish and they're solitary animals and they're actually quite shy. So they'll find them and even and there's other boats there and you kind of have your turn and they like push you out the back of the you're in the middle of the ocean, they push you out the back and then the whale shark is kind of coming your way but you can't get too far in front of it, so you have to kind of swim to the side because if you spook it, it'll go straight down mm. and then you, you kind of ruin it for everyone, I suppose. <laughs> so there was that definitely that surrealism, but I also, like, almost threw up in my <laughs> scuba diving for, like, my um, snorkel mask. Like, because I thought so. <laughs> it was a fish food. Um, and there was so much... It was surreal, but I didn't feel present in the same way. And I didn't, I guess I maybe didn't feel like an energetic balance between Mm. the two when it was with the dolphins. It was like they, A, would have heard us coming a mile off Mm. and then they could have left and, but they just stayed and played and it was just me. I guess, yeah, like you say, that embodied experience. It's like Mm. I didn't even have a wetsuit on or I don't know. I felt very close no snorkel or anything? No, it was yeah. just playing and opening your eyes under the water, I guess, kind of how it would have been back in the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> and how how big were the dolphins? Oh, good question. I reckon they were probably like two metres. No, longer, a bit bigger. Some yeah. of them would have been bigger ones and then there was like a baby one yeah, wow. as well. Yeah. Do you, Have you known much about dolphins? Before this experience or has it like prompted you to learn more about like their spiritual message or Mm. anything like that? Good question, Gemma. (laughs) Uh, I guess dolphins are always something I'd learnt to draw quite young. So I often, you know how when you like, you doodle on a book, like I'll often do like a palm tree with some coconuts and I'll often do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll do a dog and then I'll do a dolphin. Um, and I remember I grew up in Perth and they had a, at Sorrento Key, they had a dolphin, 
so they had like a underwater world there and mm. they also had like a dolphin enclosure um, which makes me cry on the inside <laughs> and outside now to think about it but there was like a dolphin show and you could go oh <sighs> I hate the idea of animals in um captivity mm-hmm. like that um anyways it was amazing to get to see them. There's definitely something about mm. them. But I feel like don't most young girls like love dolphins? Well, Horses and dolphins, I feel, are the kind of two the go-tos. Yeah. yeah. They're, the, they're the prints that get sold to yeah. everyone. Printed dolphins on, on blankets. And <laughs> yeah, I definitely had a dolphin pillow yeah. that I handmade. <laughs> um, dolphin pictures. I had a dolphin bedspread. Did you yeah. never have these things? No. Okay. No, I didn't. Okay. But, you know, I'm sure there's other... Listeners out there who may have, and phone in now if you did. Tell us all about it. Um, And even on my birthday, which was last week, I was working over near Stratty, and we were waiting at one mile, and there were three dolphins there, and I was just Mm. like swimming around, and a little bit of me was just like, hold me back, hold me back, like I just (laughs) wanted to jump in the water. Um, So I definitely feel like they're a good little omen for Mm. me, and they bring me very into the present and. Make me feel very connected. Yeah. 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 Um, but learning more about them, it's one of those funny things. I don't really know that much. Mm. I mean, I know they're in pods. Yeah, I think... The... I only know, like, the really good things and the really bad things. Like, they're really great and they, like, help... Used to help, like, fishermen, like, get fish. Yeah. But then they also rape each other. So, yeah. you know. But did you know that yeah. they... Um, fun fact. Fun fact of yeah. a dolphin. That they... When they go to sleep, they just turn off one side mm. of their brain. So they swim next to another dolphin. Genius. And say we were dolphins, we were swimming next to each other. Like yeah. I would switch off the right side of my brain and you would switch off the left side of your brain. And so that center space between us is our sleeping space. But then our outside, so my left and your right, yeah. would just still stay alert so that you can make sure that if there's any predators coming that we're still protected. That's so amazing. I know. I do wonder if they rotate, though, and you get to, like, rest both parts of your brain or if it's just, like, oh, yeah. tonight's the right side sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like how couples will sleep in the same side of the bed every exactly. night. I wonder yeah. if they have, like, their go-to or whether they switch. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. I feel like I could I could definitely, like, read a Dolphins for Dummies book. Like, yeah. I feel like I'd still get Well, and I'd, I'd also be interested to find out, like, the spiritual meaning behind them. You know how animals have, like, mm. a, a meaning of why... They turned up for you at that point in time. Yeah, I guess it's all, like, your own interpretation. Mm. They just seem like such happy, playful animals, Mm. I think, is more, yeah, what I take away from it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's research for another time. (laughs) Um, You mentioned before that it was uh, yourself and Laura and Django, the beautiful Labrador that he is. Yes. Um, How did that feel to you to have such a powerful experience with someone else and do you typically like to share these types of experiences or are they something that that you um enjoy on your own as well Mm. well i mean i talk about it to Django all the time like (laughs) do you remember that one time uh no i definitely one of those people who yeah shared experience i think is everything like when you get to kind of reminisce about it and so much of the time I'm so grateful when somebody else remembers the bits that I don't or it's like mm. you kind of remember different bits to make that whole kind of picture and I think it's just that that feeling of being connected through 
like you know it's like kind of asked that question at the end of the podcast like do you think we are nature mm. but there's something about like being in the ocean and be it's like almost like the different levels like being in the ocean which is nature and connecting with an animal which is nature and then connecting with a human while connecting with an animal while connecting in nature mm. it just it's just like full circle and just like yeah you know when you can just like look at someone and be like do you remember that one time <laughs> that we did that yeah we, yeah I'm very grateful, but I also don't mind if it's just me, mm. but there's something, yeah, I like people. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to come and play. Yeah. Plus, then you've got someone to back you up, because if I just said that story, who knows? <laughs> there's actual evidence behind it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it's nice, because I guess I have so many shared experiences with Laura, and I just, just had something like that that was so unplanned, mm. yet so majestical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Because, I mean, starting a business together, you do lots of amazing things. But this was just every day, wow, life's actually real good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm. And so that probably leads me leads me on to the question of yes. do you think that we are nature? Oh. Yeah, actually, I read a great little thing the other day. Actually, while studying uni and having <laughs> to read one of the recommended readings, uh was that we are nature manifested as humans. Mm. And that to me was just like, boom, there it is. It just like nailed it for me. And that's definitely, I think we're nature. Cause I think that we're, I guess I think that everything is a vibration and that everything is energy. And it's just that dolphins are made in different shapes than I am, which is what trees, but we're all living, breathing organisms. Yeah. And to say that, I mean, we're kind of like, the top well it's ironic though isn't it because it's like if there's a hierarchy you know we tend to think that humans are at the top but mm. with all these fires that are going on in um mm-hmm. along the coast of australia at the moment like that'd be humbling like mm. it's greater and bigger than us and that's that is nature mm-hmm. so yeah i definitely 100 percent think we are nature yeah. just manifested as humans yeah for some reason my soul wanted to come into this body and have this experience yeah in the beautiful cabarita beach <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i definitely do i actually find it also interesting to hear other people what they think mm. and just respect it mm-hmm. and just like leave it you know it was like the other day when you were saying Someone had said something negative about the environment or the greens or, you know, like political. Someone had said something and it's like your back arches up and you're like, hang on a second. Mm. Like when some people don't think that we're nature, I find myself wanting to be like, oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it just, it's really a nice experience to ask the question and listen to the answer mm. and then that be it. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe all these fires is symbolic for us as well that it's a chance for clearing and new growth and... I think so. Fresh start, perhaps. And I heard something really interesting today that was the kind of idea that, well, I believe that anything that's internal in us is mirrored externally. Mm. And just this idea that often we have a fire within us, whether it be passion or Mm -hmm. anger or something that is just like a big, intense energy. Mm. And so much we're we're taught to repress it, whether it be like men don't, you know, shouldn't get angry or Mm. like women shouldn't be too emotional or whatever. But it's like an energy that's wanting to move. And because we're not showing it internally or using it, that the outside world is like, okay, well, I'll make it happen here. Mm. But that somebody said that um, instead of it like clearing out, it's almost like there's a big smudging happening. Yeah. And that smudging being like clearing out and yeah, like Uh, there's a healing. And yeah, when it said that, I was just like, huh, I hadn't thought of that. 
Interesting. So that's for all those people who go around smudging their house, yeah. you know, just to clear the energy and because I mean, we have something has to change, right? With this, yeah. with how we're consuming things, with how we're living. Mm. Like, not only are we consuming at a fast rate, but I think that also people just aren't very happy. Mm. So you know, something's got to change, and it's kind of amazing that Nate. Well, that the environmental side of nature <laughs> <laughs> is is almost like taken into their own hands. Yeah. I don't know, but that's my opinion. We could talk about that for days. Yeah, tune in next week for <laughs> climate change. With for my highly risque political podcast. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how many viewers we get on that one. <laughs> um, so something else that I like to do in my podcast oh, yes. is to um, play with oracle cards. Oh, so yes. We've got some na- native spirit cards. Oh, yeah. Um, you might remember these from, from also my my episode as well. Yours where... is the only one I've actually remembered to do that with. Oh, there you go. So today, if you'd like to just flip a card there, Tegan, and talk to us about what you've... Just a quick okay. side note. I want to ask you, <laughs> if you had a podcast, what would it be about? Oh, that's really interesting. So I've actually got, like, maybe three podcast ideas floating around in my head. Okay, let's take a vote. So tell the people and they can write into well, us. Well, but the tricky thing is is that <laughs> it's based on the people that the podcast is about who it's with. So one idea that you and I spoke about ages ago was you and I doing a podcast. Yeah. Um, and then there's also another... But about one, doing what though? What were we going to talk about in I think all three of them is just me and my friends talking. Just talking, okay. To be honest. But I think there's also um, another friend, Amanda... And so we thought that our podcast could be Jamanda. <laughs> which is pretty Follow good. Name, right? sure. Yeah. Um, that one would be, um, yeah, just talking about life, I think, mm. probably. Amanda's also quite a spiritual person, so I think we would probably talk about mm. different ideas of how to live your life mm. and live your best life, basically. Hashtag higher self. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the third one is another friend who's a New Zealander, her name's Terry. Um, and I think Terry and I would be good on radio together, but actually we'd probably never play a song because we would just want to continue talking to each oh, other. Oh, yeah, well, that's why we have a podcast, right? Yeah, so it's just the talking. Exactly. Yeah. Does she so have the a topic, thick no, New Zealand accent? Or not. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'd and especially because her name is Terry. Terry. <laughs> it's the Tiki and the Terry show. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Cool, thank you for that, Sana. Yeah, I no got um, the oracle card I got was Spirit of Air. Mm. What does that mean? Spirit of Air. What does it mean to you before you read the book? Oh, I yeah, took sorry. the book away from her. Um, I guess Spirit of Air kind of, I guess air is like communication to me. It's like connecting with communication and air. Air I always find really interesting is being an asthmatic has always been a fun on adventures. Oh. Um, so the air quality I kind of notice sometimes. And also even more profoundly I notice... Um, so as a kid who had like an asthma puffer in their hand mm. all the time, um, when I ended up walking for like four months straight, like I never once had to have a puffer. So it was mm-hmm. really interesting once I'd taken the stress away. And yeah, I noticed... And like maybe the air quality, but just really embracing and wanting to breathe in the air that was around me. And mm. I am so grateful for that, for nature and, yeah, being immersed in a really untouched mm-hmm. natural environment. What did the card say? The card says... Just the gist. says, card meaning clarity and expansive perception of life is emerging. Oh, yeah? You're being advised to see life from a higher perspective. 
Clear out mental clutter. Breathe. All is well. Mm. Do not be concerned. The cobwebs are being cleared away. Communicate your truth. Take care of details. Pay attention and don't let things slip through the cracks. Mm. I hope I'm trying to do that. Well, I feel like what you were just saying about like the clarity of um, being more grateful for living in the place that you live mm. came from swimming with the dolphins. So it's kind of having having these experiences allows you to then clear out the cobwebs clear out the cobwebs and get more yep. get more space and breathe and mm. ah, take time to appreciate what is right there in front of you mm. and even how I was saying um, having that higher perspective mm. I think that even where I'm at in my life at the moment I'm constantly trying to like have a like a have a look at what's happening from a, a like an eagle perspective mm-hmm. you know an eagle eye and then come back down and mm-hmm. make different tangible choices or actions and then go back into the bigger perspective to mm-hmm. understand what's playing out and kind of dancing in between those two. Yeah. Spirit of air. air, air. Um, so we're, we're almost coming to the end of our, <laughs> our episode together. here. Um, but I guess what I wanted to ask you, Tegan, was um, are you looking for more people to be on your podcast and do you want to do a bit of a call out of like topics that you're looking for or types of people that you're looking for yeah basically just let the listeners know yes this is such a great question yeah I feel really good when I do this podcast I really enjoy connecting with people and I would absolutely love if you have a story to tell Um, I've pretty much like bullied all my close friends to do it (laughs) with me and it's been a lot of fun yeah, and I also, I don't, if you have a story you want to share, um, and even that kind of story, like I really love how, you know, how Gresh did the Camino and it was this big kind of walk or that you did like a paddle or I love how Em's podcast was just about how she changed like homes, mm. but that in which she went more into nature. Mm-hmm. So just all Brontes, how it was like just within that moment, like what did she do? I love the diversity of what people have brought mm-hmm. and it's, really fun to hear what people choose to share Mm. Um, and I love probing them and seeing (laughs) what comes out so yes please I would absolutely love it if you've been willing enough to just to play with me come into this space and just play like there's no right or wrong or there's no good story bad story Um, it is funny though that just be aware that if you do come and do it everyone who seems to listen afterwards like oh my god I hate my voice oh my god I hate my voice (laughs) I feel like everybody does it. It's the, the podcast trend. Yeah, and yeah. I was, that took me into a deep, like, does your, can I hear your voice the, the same way, way that, that you, you hear, hear it? Was? I know. And then, like, but if you listen through a device, is that a different way that you're hearing it to how I hear it through a device? Anyway, it got to them to, like... And how you hear it in person compared to yeah. through the device. Yeah. yeah. But I even love that. It's, like, it makes people really nervous, and I just invite them to lean in and tell mm. their stories. Cause... I loved mine, listening back to mine. Yeah? <laughs> I'm not surprised, to be honest. <laughs> but that's what I love. Like, even, yeah, just, if and it makes you nervous, lean into it. And Because right. I love hearing people's stories when they're nervous as well, because it gives me permission mm. to then tell my story and to be proud of it and that part of the journey that was actually really important for me and... It just, I think it just connects us, which is the main mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah, I guess to give permission to other people, even to give them other adventures. Like, 
if you want to if you've been inspired mm. by other people telling their story then that means that that's within you too and that it's your turn to come on this podcast <laughs> and share a little bit of your story just as the dolphins gave you permission to hop in the ocean and tumble around exactly you too could be a dolphin Tumbling around, Tumbling in, the, around in the world that the is powerful journeys. Is there any songs of dolphins that we could sing? Mm. I just thought the rains down in Africa, that was the first yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not to... particularly a dolphin. Oh, the something what cries when the birds cry. No. Or wild dolph- horses. Wild horses. Yeah, okay, anyways. No, no dolphin songs come Sorry, to I'll try and edit this but out. We'll take callers <laughs> on that one too. <laughs> well, Tegan, thanks for joining us today here on Powerful Journeys in Nature. It's been a really fantastic experience to uh, take over your podcast. Um, And if you ever need someone to sub in for you in the future, you know know who to call. Or maybe we could tag team. We could do that. Maybe we could, yeah, have like a bit of a communal talk. I'm a little afraid you've stolen my job, to be honest. It's going to be okay. We'll let the listeners take a vote. Decide. Call in. Have a Facebook poll. (laughs) It would be fun if it was interactive. (laughs) No, I'm so grateful that you wanted to play along and um, I feel really... How do I feel? Humbled. Um, no, not even humbled. I feel <laughs> excited and I feel actually quite proud of myself for for knowing what it feels like to be on the other end. Yeah. So I have a bit more compassion when people do get a bit nervous or, you know, they listen back and go, oh, why did I say that? Or, yeah, yeah it's humbling again, I guess, but fun. Yeah, so, that's right. You've done well. Me. Good job. Oh, thanks. Thanks. All right, we'll see you next all time. next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>